Welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman, and today we will be treated to part one of an interview with Kim Pierce, a resident director of Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, presented by Art Centre Melbourne and Melbourne Theatre Company as part of the 2018 VCAA Theatre Studies Unit 3 playlist. Kim Pierce was a recipient of a 2011-12 Regional Young Director Scheme Bursary. Her work as a director includes Love Steals Us from Loneliness at Camden People's Theatre and Chapter Arts Centre, Unearthed on a UK Tour, and Solomon Child at the Royal Exchange Studio, among many others. She was resident director on The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, UK and Ireland Tour 2014-2015, and staff director on The Suicide at the National Theatre. She was assistant director on Moon Tiger at Theatre Royal Bath and the UK Tour, as well as A View from the Bridge, Zach and The Lady from the Sea at the Royal Exchange. Kim was associate director of the pop-up theatre on the fly venue, created with Assemble at Chichester Festival Theatre. She is associate director of Paper Gang Theatre and is working as a dramaturg for Yellow Earth Theatre and Gaggle Productions. This interview was not recorded in the studio, so the audio quality is not as high as usual. Kim Pierce and I were able to speak for over an hour, so with no further ado, I bring you Kim Pierce. Yeah, thank you very much. Hello. Can you talk a little about how this went from a book to a play? Um, in terms of the production of the script, um, the text for Curious Incident as a play came about when Mark Haddon, the original novelist, and Simon Stevens were both on attachment at the National Theatre Studio. Um, and right off from the beginning, there was a sense that it was a real gamble to create an adaptation of what at the time was the nation's favourite book. Because as um, Marianne Elliott, the original director, says, when... Um, people come to see a show that's an adaptation of a beloved book. Um, they come with a certain set of preconceptions, which meant that to get your audience to come with you on the journey, you have to take them by surprise from the very first moment, which in a way, for those of you that have seen the show, we do take an audience literally by surprise when we, when we start the show with a huge clash on our base for our speakers and bright strobe lights. And from that point on, the audience are ours, really, because we're one step ahead of them all the time in our interpretation of the book. How did the play develop during workshops? Um, it's a funny one, really. Um, Simon's play script has um, only changed uh, through different iterations of Curious Incidents. So traveling from the Cottesloe through to the West End, for example, original production, which was uh, in the National Theatre Studio in the round and then moving to a West End production, which would end on. Some scenes were cut, uh, some characters, kind of extraneous characters were cut and the script became something that was more honed into the point. Simon specifies that Christopher uses all the uh, technology in the theatre to answer his maths A-level question. What changed after rehearsal is that Katie Rudd, um, the original assistant director and then associate director on Curious Instant, actually found and wrote that A-level question. So there are some additions, but in a way, the 
the kernel of the idea and the inspiration for creating the show was in Simon's text before it went into workshop. And then there were moments about transitions, about certain journeys, like Christopher coming home from school, that Frantic Assembly and Marianne created in the workshop. But Simon didn't really go through much of a process of then taking things that had been created in the workshop and writing them down and putting them back into his play script, which does happen in other drama processes, um, but not particularly in this one. Um, there are things in the play script that are lifted directly from novels. So the novel is a really unique reading experience. For example, when Christopher walks into Swindon train station um, and he tells us that he sees everything, so he can't necessarily filter out the important information from the background information. And so he writes a list of all the signs that he can see in the station, and he even includes the font. And Simon takes that uh, list, uh, gives it to voice number one, voice number two, voice number three, and puts it in the playtext. And, you know, that was the opening offer that he sent to Marianne Frantic Assembly and Ian Dickinson, the sound designer. And then the kind of intense layered sound world with movement that you find when you watch the production is what was created by that original prov provocation. Has the play script been recontextualized at all for this current production? Um, so the only thing that changes was Curious Instant and Curious Instant opened in 2011, so it's been on for a while, is that we there's a postmark that has the date of the letter um, sent to Christopher from his mother, who Christopher hasn't heard from because he's been, she's dead for two years. And as the years go by, we do update that postmark. So it keeps it so that the action of the play is in the present tense, here and now, happening at the same time as the audience are living. Um, it's actually currently one year out of date because the international tour took the original the production from the UK, second UK tour over into 2018. But um, that's the only thing that changed. And in a way, um, as a story from the noughties, which uh, the novel Curious Instinct is, I think it feel, still feels to us contemporaneous and that's what we aim for. Um, there were, in the early stages of development of Curious Instant between Marianne Elliott and Bunny Christie, the designer, um, there were some discussions about what the actual literal context of the performance is. Um, the novel is a first-person account um, that Christopher is writing as he tries to investigate to find out who killed the dog, Wellington, and the play by necessity becomes third person because those characters like his father and his mother, whom we only experience in the book through his description, suddenly become embodied by living, breathing actors and so have more agency and independent narrative in themselves. Um, but a big question for them was, well, how do we kind of keep that sense of the first person? How do we keep Christopher's vision of the world? And early ideas were, if the book is the book that Christopher is writing, there's a conceit in the play that this is the play that was adapted by Christopher's school from his book. And an early idea in the design was that the whole thing should be set in a sort of 
school hall slash gymnasium. Um, and that idea was pretty quickly discarded to create the kind of the magic black box that we have as a set that is then kind of informed by Christopher's love of math and science with the graph paper. And so it becomes a slightly more um, non-specific expressionistic environment where things that Christopher summons up, images that Christopher summons up are created with rapidity. Um, and so if we're really talking about context, the context for this play has always been and will always be Christopher Boone's mind. And Christopher Boone is a young boy who is existing at the same time as the audience because he directly addresses them. Um, so the context will always be the here and now. Will the date be changed moving forward? In 10 years' time or so, will the envelope's date still be updated? Um, I don't know. I mean, I take my lead from Marianne, who really looks after this show, as do Simon Stevens and Scott Graham and Stephen Hoggett, the original choreographers. They, this show is very, very special to them. Um, they, didn't, they weren't expecting it to be a huge success. Um, and each uh, new iteration of Curious has almost come as a, a, a gift and been treated almost as a surprise. Um, the original run in the Dorfman was relatively short and people didn't know how it was going to land with audiences. So the move to the West End, all those awards, the Broadway production, the international production, each time has been treated with a sense of this is just wonderful. How did this happen? It's an extraordinary event. So in a way, um, the eyes of the production on the here and now, and we're not thinking about the future in quite that way. Um, but I think the, the way the play is, is written, the content of it, and the way it's presented, which is using um, the front edge of theatre technology. When the play was originally created, it was really pushing how you use video and how you use sound and lighting together. And that still feels uh, modern and contemporary. So until something happens in the world that really makes uh, Curious feel like it's not part of the everyday world, um, we will keep updating that date. And I think those that family story, that story about uh, love and how you relate to your parents, and how you relate to a world that seems to operate by rules you don't know. And the celebration of difference that is at the heart of Curious Incident is always going to feel contemporary in any context. Um, there's a slightly interesting thing about the technology that's actually mentioned in the play. So I think Christopher definitely has a desktop computer and some of the phones um, that like for example the station police officer is using um is just like a uh not a smartphone but those things aren't really pivotal and they kind of are plausible um even in this current day context so there's nothing in the play at the moment that's really going to make it feel outdated for the next five or ten years i think that is the end of part one of our interview with kim pierce Please keep listening through to the next episode to find out more about this excellent production. 
curious incident played in Melbourne until mid-February 2018, but for more information you may wish to view the resources at National Theatre Discover on YouTube. You can find lots of information about the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime and many other wonderful videos provided by National Theatre. That is all from us at The Aside. Thanks to Aaron Searle for providing the music and Eltham College for letting us record here. There's a range of episodes in the bank, so feel free to listen to one that grabs your attention. Do not hesitate to email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Send us a question and we can answer it in a future podcast. Thanks for listening.